Hey, welcome back to the morning show, everybody. It's May 30th. It's a Thursday. NBA finals start today. I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that with the radio coming on there. A little country to get the, the day started. But let's get let's get into it. Let's dive right in. So here's the here's the agenda for the day. We're gonna talk about Edwin Diaz and how he is not what the Mets thought he was. They blew a huge game last night. They had eight to five lead in the bottom of the ninth inning. They blew it. We'll touch on Stephen Curry and how he's been able to stay so durable. Magically been able to stay so durable after going through double ankle surgeries. You know, career-threatening injury. Hasn't been an issue for him. We'll talk about that and how he's magically been able to grow a beard as well. And then we want to touch on LeBron James's legacy. What will LeBron be known for once he, you know, retires the jersey? Once he hangs up the cleats, what will LeBron James's legacy be? So let's start with Edwin Diaz last night. He has not been what the Mets thought he was going to be. And they gave up some top-tier prospects for this guy. And Robinson Cano. And, and we all know the story with Cano. He stinks. Diaz was supposed to be worth it. He was supposed to be the prize piece. He was supposed to, you know, okay, we'll take Robinson's Cano, Cano's giant contract and we'll give you some prospects because we're getting Edwin Diaz. We don't care. That was the thought process. He's got three blown saves already and he's got a 3.22 ERA. And he blew an 8-5 to five lead in L.A. last night. You don't, you know, you don't become one of the greatest closers in the game and blow eight to five leads in the bottom of nine. It doesn't happen. You can't do it. He completely blows it. His ERA is, is too high for, you know, the best closer in the game. And he's just not what they thought they were. And and this is let me hear me out here. Hear me out. This is what happens to bad teams. Your best players you cannot rely upon. When everyone else does their job, when Pete Alonso is doing his job, when the offense is doing their job, when Syndergaard kind of did his job, not really, but kind of. I think he gave up two hard runs, maybe three. You're supposed to win that game. The last guy you would think that's going to blow the game is Edwin Diaz, but he blows the game because it's not their year. It is not the Mets' year. This is what happens to bad teams. You can't. Their best players can't be relied upon when everyone else is doing their job. It's like... You know, with the Yankees, it's, you know, the next guy. Who's the next guy that's going to win the game for him? Every day, we think that. Who's the, who's the hero today? For the Mets, it's who's the GOAT. Every night, who's going to be the new GOAT? Who's going to GOAT this game? Edwin Diaz last night. It's been Syndergaard for most of the, for most of the year. He was all right last night. You know, there's a new GOAT every night for the Mets. And it's a shame because it's taken away from Pete Alonso's monster year. He's got 19 home runs. He's a slugger. He's a straight-up slugger. He deserves better. He should he should demand a trade out of there, because we all know what you know. We all know what this team does. What this franchise does. They lose. They're notorious for losing. They've got 13 losing seasons since 1995. The Yankees have zero. Get them over to the Yankees. We do. You know, we could use a first baseman, a slugger first baseman. I like Luke Voigt, but I'll take Pete Alonso in a heartbeat. We'll give you some bon- We'll give you some international bonus pool money for for him. 
Diaz blows the save. Mets are under 500. It's getting late early. Remember that, folks. It's getting late early. We're, we're basically in June. And the Mets still are not over 500 or at 500. It's getting late early. Say that to yourself every day. Yankees win again yesterday. They had a day game. Uh, they, they made light work of Paddock. Nobody could hit Paddock on San Diego except the Yankees. Uh, you know, they have the home run derby against them yesterday. And uh, Glaber Torres. We might do a, a Glaber Torres segment in his career path, uh, his Hall of Fame track. Um, that's for another day, though. Yankees took care of business again. Red Sox lose. Didn't catch the Rays game. Did not catch it. I'm not sure what happened there, but they did create more separation with the Red Sox. A lot of angry, butthurt Red Sox fans out there. I don't really care. Um, you know, might not be your year, okay? Stephen Curry. Stephen freaking Curry. Now, you guys might you guys might say you focus too much on, on the Warriors. Why do you focus on Stephen Curry all the time? Because there's a mystery going on with him. There is a mystery, all right? 2011-2012, Steph Curry had to get two ankle surgeries. He couldn't play. He couldn't play basketball. He played a total of like 22 games that year, something like that. <coughs> in his mid-20s, in what's supposed to be, you know, your physical peak, you know, in what's supposed to be the health, the healthiest part of your career, right? So... He's unable to go. Everyone thinks, you know, oh, geez. You know, Curry's going to be dealing with this forever. You know, he'll be that guy that, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll be great for a few nights and then the ankle will act up. It's something that everyone thought he was going to deal with forever. But what happened? What happened in between 2013 and now? We're going to have to do some digging and investigating because I'll tell you two things that happened. One... He hasn't had ankle problems other than, you know, your average roll of an ankle. That happens to everyone. On a double surgery ankle, he's, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't missed a significant amount of time. He hasn't had to get another surgery. Which, you know, if anyone knows how surgeries go in ankles and knees, once you get one surgery, the chances of another continue to go up and you get another. And then it's like you're going to get another. He hasn't had one since. So that's the first thing that's happened between 2013 and now. He hasn't gotten another ankle surgery, which is, okay, good fortune, maybe, right? No, I don't know. Second thing that's happened, he's grown a full-blown beard. Full-blown beard, right? I've been doing a little bit of digging on this. He's got a full-blown beard on the baby face. We didn't see that pre-2012. And if we did, someone please show me because I I I couldn't see a beard on this gentleman before 2013-2012. All right, he's got the full-blown beard going. His jawline's looking a little funky. It's looking a little more chiseled. Now, what am I suggesting? Nothing. I'm not suggesting anything. But I want some answers. I'm going to do some digging. We might revisit this segment at another another date. <coughs> I just find it interesting. Very interesting. You know, maybe he's into that alter- alternative medicine. Alternative medicine. Um, Julian Edelman got suspended for PEDs last year. People forget about that. Julian Edelman suspended for PEDs. And 
him and Tom Brady share the same trainer. His name is Alex Guerrero. Look him up if you don't know who he is. He's into alternative medicine. I'm not suggesting Tom Brady is, you know, juicing. But I think that anytime someone's playing into their mid-40s with no injury ever, except a freak knee injury where some guy slid into his knee, happens. You know, th- there's questions. Things should, you know, there should be questions. You're not supposed to be playing into your mid-40s uh, in the NFL. So I think that, you know, I think that it should be looked into more. Just like the Stephen Curry thing. Now he's 31, I think. He's relatively young still. But the fact that he's had such good fortune now with his ankles, it's a red flag for me. So we'll see if he can get his first finals MVP this year. We're not touching on the finals, by the way. They do start tonight, but who cares? LeBron James. LeBron James's legacy. When LeBron hangs it up, it's coming. I, th- I think when this deal expires, he's done. I think he's got like three years left on this deal. He's going to give it everything he has. He always does. Every every night. You know, he does tw- you know, 26, 27, 7 and 7 or 8 and 8 every single night. You can count on that. So when when he hangs it up, what will what will he be known for? Let me tell you what he's going to be known for. I'll tell you right now. He's going to be known for the guy that took down James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook when they were all on the same team. Legend legend of a team. <coughs> it's one of the most legendary teams of all time. That could have been a dynasty. That would have been a dynasty if they stayed together. LeBron basically broke that up. He broke up the impending Oklahoma City Thunder dynasty. He broke their spirits. Completely dominated them in the 2012 finals. So one dynasty. Check. What did he do next? He took down the San Antonio Spurs dynasty. A dynasty... With Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan, that historically never has never been beaten in the NBA Finals under Greg Popovich, never. LeBron James beats him and Greg Popovich in the NBA Finals. Dynasty number two, check. And for his third NBA title and his third Finals MVP, he takes down one of the greatest dynasties of all time. He beats one of the greatest teams. He, the greatest team. That was the greatest team of all time. The Golden State Warriors won 73 basketball games. LeBron James checked another body on his title bag. Three of the most impressive titles that someone can win. That's, you know, people like to focus on the six that he's lost. I think he's three and six. People like to focus on the six that he's lost. What about getting there? Doesn't that count? What about eight straight NBA Finals? Does that count for anything? I think it does. And the three titles that he does have, he, you know, you got to look at the competition. It was off the charts. Some of the best competition that, he, you know, anyone could ever see in the Finals. 
and he bought and he just took out three dynasty of dynasty teams right there. One of them was going to be a dynasty. We can all agree on that. And he beat them. He broke their spirit. And then he beat the greatest team of all time in the NBA Finals. Down 3-1. So, that's the legacy. And it's funny because people have short-term memory. Going into that Warriors uh, 2016 Finals against the Warriors, everybody was writing about how this cements LeBron's legacy. If LeBron's able to pull off this upset, his legacy will never be in question again. This will cement it. And it was like that for a little while. A few months after, you know, legacy cemented. He's chasing Jordan. He might be there. He's better than Jordan, you even heard. His legacy's better. Some people that were bold enough to write that. But now, you know, oh, he went to the finals again and, and lost to a Kevin to a Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson team. These are the best team. These guys are the best teams of all time. You will never see another team like the Golden State Warriors again. I promise you that. There will never be a team where there's four top 10 NBA players on the same squad and the two greatest shooters of all time on the same squad and one of the best defenders of all time. Uh, and and one of the best scorers ever in Kevin Durant. So they have one, they have the best scorer, one of the best scorers of all time, Mister Walking Bucket in Kevin Durant. He's a walking bucket. No one's been ever in the in the history of the game been able to score like Kevin Durant. They have the two greatest shooters of all time in Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, who can hit three pointers with their eyes closed, and they create their own shot, the separation. And they have one of the best defenders of all time, who gets triple doubles. In Draymond Green. Tell me something. Are we ever going to see a team like that ever again? Absolutely not. So that's just something that LeBron's had to deal with. And, he, and you know, he's had to play them one, two, three, four times in the finals. So here you go. Half of his losses have come against the greatest team of all time. And then a San Antonio Spur team where he got swept when he was like 25 years old. Another greatest team of all time. Look at who he's losing to. (coughs) People need to focus on who he's losing to. The one inexcusable loss that he had. He also Spurs twice. The one inexcusable loss that he had was to the Dallas Mavericks. And do you want to give him a pass because it was the first time him, Bosh, and Wade played together? I don't. The loss to the Dallas Mavericks was inexcusable. That's the one title loss you can really get on LeBron James for. You know, other than that, the comp- you have to look at the competition and who he was losing to. Like, it's not, you know, it's not erroneous that he, he lost those titles. And then look at his supporting casts as well and some of those titles that he lost. So... You know, if his legacy isn't, at the end of the day, if you're going to look at all his finals losses as his legacy, you're a hater. And we haven't even talked about him as a player yet, or like any of his statistics and how he's, you know, top 10 in every category, basically every important category in basketball, he'll be top 10 in. We haven't talked about that, you know, 
So if you if if all of those things after naming all those things you want to focus on how, how many titles he lost, and he did win three, and he's got three NBA Finals MVPs, which is pretty damn good. I don't know what to tell you then. I probably can't. You're you're probably someone I can't have a conversation with. You are probably someone that I would have a really tough time reasoning with or talking to. Probably someone I just don't want to associate with if you can't recognize the greatness of this guy. So his legacy, in my opinion, is cemented. He doesn't have to do anything else. But let's see what happens here with L.A. I think things are getting a little interesting. Things are getting a little interesting. I think he's going to try for one last run at a super team to compete with the Warriors out out west. Watch watch L.A. very closely. All right, that's going to do it. I'm wrapping it up. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks.